gotta take all of me Can't you see I'm no good without you Take my lips I wanna lose them Take my arms I'll never use them Your goodbye Left me with eyes that cry How can I Go on, dear, without you. You took the part that once was my heart. So why not take all of me? You took my kisses and you took my love. You taught me how to care. Am I to be just the remnant of a one-sided love affair? All you took, I gladly gave. There's nothing left to say.
Welcome and guten Klontorf to the old uh, country show here in WFMU. We started out with the music uh, this week with Leighton and Johnstone with All of Me, and then Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers with the original Jelly Roll Blues. I'm the old country, Courtney T. Edison, and, and as you remember, last week, a terrible thing happened. I was coerced by Gus Bodenheim's attorney into giving Gus, who, who is a depraved reprobate, I had, I gave him free airtime to defend the shabby penumbra he calls his honor. And, and we had to give him free airtime to promote his new book club, the, the Gus Bodenheim Literary Guild. Well, let, let me just interject here. It's a scam. Well, here we are another week, and the indignities persist. This week, because of, because of the many nasty things that have been said about Gus on the air, and, and off the air as well, uh, and because the hostilities between me and Gus are escalating, well, because of all that, the WFMU station management is afraid I'm going to violate language standards imposed by the Federal Communications Commission. Yeah, they think I'm going to speak indecently about Gus, as if there's any other way to speak about him. Well, anyway, so what, what did the management do? They went and they deputized my assistant, my aide-de-camp, my, my booking agent, my, my gal Friday. She's also my gal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. She, she has weekends off. Lorabel Pancake is her name. She has been ordered by WFMU station management to monitor this program for language infractions. So, get this. They have given her a device that will censor me if I get out of hand. There's a 10-second delay between me talking and my words going out over the air. So Lola Bell's listening, and all she has to do is hit a button. It'll censor the previous two seconds or so of speech. You'll hear this uh, loud beep, this tone, over the air. Well, I say, let's take it for a test drive. As for the station censoring me, this is total b- I don't have to stand for this I'm not a child. I'm a responsible broadcaster with decades of experience at the top of my profession. Ken Friedman can my and he can take his and deftly insert it up his Why can't I speak my mind? It's a free tree. And if you think I'm going to play nice with Gus Bodenheim just because WFMU management can't tolerate a mature individual with strong opinions, well, I, I don't know where the sentence was going. What a bunch of weenies. I hope I can say that on the radio. Oh, and by the way, Uh, let's listen to some music. Don't worry, it's all safe. I'm not playing any Lucille Bogan in the set. F***ing numbskulls. You've heard about my capers When windows I've to clean Now I'd like to tell you Of a few more things I've seen I've seen Miss Thompson in her flat Take off her shoes, her coat and hat I've seen her take off more than that When I'm cleaning windows At a ladies' school I call And one girl flirts with me and all But I'm insured in case I fall When I'm cleaning windows All day up this ladder I'm as busy as can be It's not my fault I see a lot of things I shouldn't see Two overcrowded flats I've been Sixteen in one bed I've seen With a lodger tucked up in between When I'm cleaning windows All soldiers never die, they say Though I don't want to pass away I kick the bucket every day When I'm cleaning windows Through working at such dizzy heights I dream about my job at night I polish my wife's thingamitides And think I'm cleaning windows all day up this ladder, I'm as busy as can be. It's not my fault, I see a lot of things I shouldn't see. The newlyweds at number six, somehow the curtains they can't fix. They play some lovely parlor tricks when I'm cleaning windows. Now lots of girls I've had to jilt, for they admire the way I'm built. It's a good job I don't wear a kilt when I'm cleaning windows. 
at the coronation I'll commence to work where crowds are very dense and let me stand for 18 pence instead of cleaning windows and all day up this ladder I'm as busy as can be it's not my fault I see a lot of things I shouldn't see at eight o'clock a girl she wakes at five past eight a bath she takes at ten past eight <laughs> my ladder breaks when I'm cleaning windows
positive to change your mind. Run 
That kind of woman, she'll do you no good. In that, in that fine set of music, I'll give you a recap now. We started out with George Formby, and he, uh, he sang the window cleaner, number, number two. It's kind of a follow-up to his song, When I'm Cleaning Windows, that we heard, uh, we heard last week. After that, Wilmoth Houdini, a great Calypsonian, and he sang Hot Dogs, Made Their Name. I, I used to see Houdini perform uh, at the Caribbean Club on 7th Avenue in New York during the 1950s. He, he often shared the beer with the Duke of Iron. I'm telling you, if they ever build a time machine, that should be your first stop. Uh, then we heard Mildred Bailey, with, uh, she's singing uh, It's a Woman's Prerogative. And then finally, Lee Wiley singing... Uh, uh, Sam and Delilah is composed by the Gershwin brothers, George, Ira, and Zeppo. Uh, this is the old Codger, Courtney T. Edison here on WFMU, and oh, uh, Easter is coming up. It's my favorite holiday of the year, uh, except for the observance of the birthday of Julius Buttwaffle, uh, the man who invented surface noise. Yes, I love Easter. Uh, we celebrate at the bunker by grilling free-range, freshly skinned bunny rabbit steaks. And then, then we paint, it's just a tradition, uh, we paint eggs, raw ones, and we throw them at Bodenheim's. It, it's a non-deadly form of uh, target practice. We do, we do not throw eggs at Unita Bodenheim or any uh, of the dish staff members of the Bodenheim brood. Just the mayors, because they're all a bunch of <laughs> I was just testing you, Lolabelle. Still on the switch. Good. <laughs> the whole Bodenheim clan largely consists of uh, inbred freaks. But you need a Bodenheimer. She's a sweetie. She can't help it if she has Bodenheim DNA. She has strived harder than most of her family to overcome this genetic handicap. She's becoming a well-known and trusted voice in radio commercial announcing. Uh, and here she is now with some good advice to help you get through the sacrifices of Lent. Although Lent is now upon us, some of us may have strayed from the fold. Perhaps you, too, have not yet decided what to sacrifice this year. Well, you're not alone. That's why Del Botton created Lenten Remembrances, an all-in-one sumptuously illustrated spiritual how-to guide, cookbook, and product catalog full of handy pre-Easter ideas, hints, and tips. Worried you won't manage without your morning postum? Brew up some black coffee and a little cornstarch. Presto, you've got a rich, malty mug of comfort. Forsaking something indulgent for the season, like single-serve fruit cups? But when company comes, what to do? Why, get out those ramekins, throw a can of olives into corn syrup, and finish it off with a dollop of sweetened mayonnaise. Worried your precocious children will say olives are technically a fruit? Well, a handful of their prize marbles make sparkling ersatz olives, and those gem-like colors will provide a lovely faux finish to any celebratory meal. Don't forget not to swallow. Got non-dairy creamer and iodine? Then you can make surprising substitutes for sauce, soap, even cocktail mixes, and let your loved ones think you're tempting them with the real McCoy. Giving up reading? Order Del Botton's patented precision ground inner vision lenses. They are guaranteed to obscure text in any medium, while you can still get the genuine look and feel of reading whenever you pick up a novel, magazine, or instruction manual. Nobody need know your little Lenten secret, but our savior. This year, introduce your little ones to the passion with something simple. What about doodling? Teacher is sure to be thrilled by 40 days of doodle-free homework. And you can keep your little Picasso and his disciples focused on more practical applications with a child-sized Del Botton tattoo gun. The cookbook's got recipes for five inks unlikely to be toxic. Lent was meant for memories. This time go all out with Lenten remembrances and get ready to resurrect the joy and holiness of Easter the Del Barton way. Look for it in the seasonal specialty aisle of the finest supermarkets and drugstores. <laughs> Thank you. 
Shades of night are falling and I'm lonely Standing on the corner, oh, so blue Sweethearts having fun Pass me one by one Guess I'll wind up like I always do With only me and my shadow Strolling down the avenue Me and my shadow Not a soul to tell our troubles to And when it's twelve o'clock We climb the stair We never knock For nobody's there just me and my shadow all alone and oh so blue when the sun sets on the far horizon and the parlor lamps begin to glow jim and jack and john put their slippers on they're all set but we're still on the go, so lonely, me and my shadow, strolling down the avenue, me and my shadow, not a soul to tell our troubles to. And when I go out at night with my old pal, we never fight about any gal, just me and my shadow, all alone and oh so blue. And when it's twelve o'clock, we climb the stair, we never knock, for nobody's there, just me and my shadow, all alone and also never touched my heart I knew nothing of the thrill in store I never dared to show my emotion now I'm about to start funny I have never felt this way before mm, there's something in the air that warns me to beware tonight there's something in the air mm, there's music in the breeze i never saw the stars so bright there's something in the air Oh, I find there's danger in your eyes The thrill is new I've been blind But now I realize What love can do mm, I feel it everywhere So whisper you'll be mine tonight there's something in the air. 
But now I realize what love can do. Mm -hmm, I feel it everywhere. So whisper you'll be mine tonight. There's something in the air. You know, the music just gets better and better as the show progresses. Uh, we, we started out that set with uh, Joe Venuti on the violin and Eddie Lang on the guitar. They did the Wolf Wobble. Then uh, Jimmy Rogers, the, the singing brakeman, did Miss the Mississippi and You. We heard uh, Fred Elizalde doing a Rhythm Step, then Whispering Jack Smith with me and my shadow. And finally, we uh, closed out that set with the lovely Ruth Edding. There's something in the air. This is the old codger, uh, Courtney T. Edison, <laughs> frisky as ever. The only male enhancement drug I need is a Mamie Smith, 78. Give me a stack of them, and I'm good all night. Well, the show moves out as, as much as I despise. Gus Bodenheim, uh, we rely on his skills as a commercial announcer to help pay the bills around here at the old codger Circo Cheap Cigar Boudoir. Uh, announcing commercials is about the only thing that Gus is good for. He sure can't write as good as his dead brother, Maxwell. Gus's new novel, I have mentioned it before, it's like I'm promoting it, it's called A Fistful of Chuck, was reviewed recently in a popular journal of literature. It was a very brief review. It said, it's a complete review, I'll read it to you, it says, the problem with this book is that the covers are too far apart. Well, anyway, uh, here's... Gus doing what he does best, being a huckster. Uh, here he is with a new sponsor for the, the Old Codger radio program. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Gus Bodenheim here, reminding you of how great it is to start your day with a cleansing cup of black colon coffee. Why, I have a steaming hot cup right here, and I'm about to enjoy the penultimate pleasure of my morning. Are you as tired of lackluster morning coffee as I am? Does your breakfast blend make you just want to go back to bed? Does your espresso feel more like El Local? Do you find that your Kenya cannot? Does your French roast make you want to surrender? Try black colon coffee. As soon as you feel that stimulating intestinal burning sensation, you'll know that black colon coffee means business. From Del Barton Roasters, a flavor your stomach can't ignore. Oh, excuse me. Good riddance. And now, time for another soundtrack from a major motion picture starring... Flip the frog! It's called The Goal Rush. It's about football. Uh, we're airing it now, just in time for the base baseball season. Uh, a lot of you have been wondering, you've been asking us, where can you buy the music soundtracks from these old Flip the Frog blockbusters? That, that's a very good question. Most of them, you see, are too long to fit on one side of a 78 RPM disc. I mean, if they, if they were issued in that timeless format... You would have to flip the phonograph record to listen to the complete soundtrack. We have Lollabelle looking into this. We need to make the 78 RPM disc wider. Like maybe a, I don't know, 12-inch platter? How come no one's thought of this before? Anyway, we think that uh, flip the frog soundtracks on 12-inch 78 RPM discs will make fine products that we can easily sell over these airwaves in the, in the old codger's merch perch. Now, there used to be a 78 RPM disc-pressing plant right, right down the road from here in, in West Orange. I don't know if they're still in business, but uh, that's what the Yellow Pages are for. Well, if you ever want to know what it was like working on the set alongside Flip the Frog, many of the old actors who appeared in these major motion pictures are still alive, and many of them reside at the retired screen actor's wing at the Van Halen nursing home. They can tell you all about <laughs> the hedonistic hijinks that transpired on set between takes. Oh, that flip. 
He was a real party amphibian. Those were naughty times. It was, uh, it was before the Hayes Code, so some of that debauchery made it onto the screen. Uh, anyway, today's film, The Gold Rush, features appearances by uh, uh, Milagros Horridge. Uh, he, oh, he could guzzle the whiskey. Horridge was uh, better known by his nickname, Old Tomato Face. Uh, he was really ugly, famously ugly. He, he was often hired because uh, he made everyone else in the cast look glamorous by comparison. Lola Bell once saw a photo of him and thought he looked handsome. I told her, no, it's just a bad shot. Also in this film is, uh, let's see, Kip Mousley and, uh, oh, and this one's special. One of the supporting actors in this film is a young Scrooge McDuck. Uh, this was many years before he was hired by uh, the Disney Studios and became a big star. Oh, young Scrooge. He struggled for many years getting only bit parts and uh, short walk-ons. He He'd play cab drivers and elevator operators and bank tellers. Now, the film also features, let's see, Les White, uh, Clevis Maltram. And finally, Mickey Rooney plays a coach's assistant who falls off the bench and gets his head stuck into a water bucket. Hilarity ensues. So here you go, The Gold Rush, a soundtrack from a major motion picture starring... Five, one. <laughs> 
English final set of music. We heard uh, the soundtrack from the 1932 major motion picture starring Flip the Frog, called The Gold Rush. Uh, after that, we heard Tito and his swing tet with high tension. And then Vladimir Selinsky did uh, the Oriental Stock Exchange. Now, uh, this is the old codger, and uh, many listeners have sent postcards to the show telling us that they have bought Sears Pouton Shanties as advertised on the Old Codger Show. Uh, just like the one we use, uh, I mean, right now, when we broadcast this program each week. But some of these people complain that they are developing a serious and painful condition known as pouting elbow. They, they seem to think that, that pouting is easy, that anyone can do it. They, they think that you just rest your chin in your palm and, and jut out your lower lip. P- people, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you that pouting isn't just a hobby or a fashion pose. It's an attitude. Take it from an expert. If your elbow is sore from pouting, you're doing it wrong. Next week, we will explain PPP, proper pouting posture. See, the trick is to properly pout and project the attitude while avoiding injury. Yep, that's right. We're here to serve. Uh, also to reprimand, berate, and shame. Uh, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, in uh, New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and online at WFMU.org. Uh, now to go get to the scuppers. Start by uh, introducing you, all right? In five, four, three, two, oh! One. You suck. Sorry. <laughs> We've started. We have started. Vicky's here. <laughs> Vicky started before I started. I'm going to keep the countdown in there and, and everything. Vicky. One. I'll tell you why I've invited you here today. I have to do something I can't do alone, and that's a play. I would like to put on a play with you. Would you like to do It's completely improvised. You don't have to say any pre-prepared lines. Yes, I've been in plays before. You have been in plays. Well, I'm going to ask yep. you about that. That might come up. That yep. might be valuable. And this okay. play is interesting in that, you know how there's some kind of, there's some stories that uh, some omission screams out. Like, let's say the play is entitled The King, but never, King is mm-hmm. never mentioned. And so that people see the king everywhere or nowhere, or perhaps one of the people mentioned is the king in disguise. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That is the play. And then you and I will act it out and maybe even dress up in okay. fancy dress. Am I saying it right? right? Yes. Fancy dress. Yes. Yes. Because I was saying fancy dress or something like that. I had the accent on the wrong because we don't say we would say costume here. It's a costume mm-hmm. party. It's so funny mm-hmm. how just an ocean, so much gets lost in an ocean. But it's the same thing. It's dress up. Now, uh, what's the last thing you've dressed up as? Did you do any? Have you gone to any Halloween parties? We don't really do that. Right, here. right. No. I used to when I was little. Um, I haven't dressed up as something in ages, and it's a shame because I, I I do like things like that. And actually, I, I was thinking of, you know, what should I dress up as? Because I'm doing an interview for a magazine soon, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, how am I going to get on the front cover? I I need to dress up. I have to not look like me. You maybe dress as a pirate, or is that too obvious? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yar, <laughs> media pirate. That'd be good. The Vicky Bennett. <laughs> horrifying it depends what pirate i mean there's pirates and there's pirates right i think the more realistic the, the worse you don't want to be a realistic pirate because then people go oh no. you know oh i forgot that they actually murder and steal and worse and uh but like one of those comical 
pirates, I imagine. Did you did pa- Captain Pugwash make its way over to America? Is that a dog cleaning service? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, that's you've got a good point there. It was a children's program. Okay. No, um, they no, had then. Another character that we can't mention the name of, which um, was an adult joke, but children didn't realise it was rude. His name. Oh no. So I won't mention it. Right. Oh, I wonder about that. Yeah, I don't know. That makes me. <laughs> That makes me a little bit squeamish. I would love to be uh, uh, naive again. Part of me would, would, not all of me. Part of me is still naive, I believe. There's so much I don't know about the world. I'm reminded that constantly. And other people are, ble- oh, it's such a blessing. Because other people always will remind you how little you know. Sometimes they don't even do it on purpose. But it's, uh, it's nice to be humbled. Well, we don't even know what we don't know. We, I mean, we can say what we don't know, but we don't know it. I know. I don't mean to be arrogant, but I suspect uh, how much I don't know. And I, I have an idea. I have sort of an idea how much I don't know. <clears throat> Not, I don't know what I don't know, but I know that it's sort of a. It's like what you what you can't remember. It's like you 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 know that there's some things you can't remember, but you can't remember what they are. I know. That's like the that's like the play we're doing, and I think most people uh, expect there to be maybe a story, but as I said at the very beginning, if the identity of the characters is suspect from the beginning, how could you even trust the story? Did you ever have the story, the Prince and the Pauper? Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you? That's a Ladybird book, isn't it? Brother, or is it Brothers Grimm? It might Brothers be. Grimm, is it Brothers Grimm? Ladybird, <clears throat> right Probably. there in the surname. It's so funny how people's surnames define them. It's like, oh, the, the mm-hmm. Grimm family's been delivering these sad stories for so long. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the, the Prince and the Pauper. If you're exposed to that when you're young, it's sort of terrifying because you're like... It's a bit like um, Aesop's Fables. Did you wonder in the Prince and the Pauper, did you begin to fear, uh, what if I have a doppelganger? And what if that what if the doppelganger's situation in life is worse than mine? Like, it'd be mm. one thing if I was the pauper and like, oh, I get to switch places with, I don't know, uh, Bobby Sherman or something. Be like, oh, well, yeah. you know, woohoo. But then, uh, well, you know, what if I'm the, what if I'm the prince? Right? Yeah. And I got to switch and somebody's going to steal my identity. Well, it's, it's rather like a, um, a well-known TV series by David Lynch, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's right. There's there's lookalikes and doppelgangers in that, isn't there? So he's kind of playing out a kind of uh, Brothers Grimm. It is very much like that. Now he's also. By the way, if you if you hear hammering, it's not me. As soon as we started, (laughs) someone started hammering. Oh no, you can't. Uh, But it's not me. You you uh, (laughs) you overestimate the subtlety of your the sensitivity of your microphone. I can't hear it. Um, what about the the little match girl? Is that also Brothers Grimm, or is that the Little Match Girl? Hans Christian Andersen, the Little Match Girl. So it's a story about. Oh man, I, I there's, it, she's selling uh, matches on the street or something. Her grandmother's frozen to death or dead or something next to her. I don't know. And there's a little oh, poor little up. girl, and she's selling matches, and she's down to her last match. It's like so I don't know why she's selling them as singles. It's weird. It's because you look, it's, you sort of need the book. To go, uh, or the box to go with it, don't you? But she's. I'm looking it up. It's Hans Christian. It's Hans Anderson. Christian Andersen. Also, not like super upbeat. And uh, and then she's like down to her last one, and she's like, I'm not going to sell it. I'll just use it for a little warmth before I perish. And then she sees the ghost of her grandmother, who goes like, Death isn't so bad. And that's the end. I think that's you how know it when goes. you you know when you're little and and. You, you know, you had the picture book and on one side you had about three words and then on the other side you had this picture like Rumpelstiltskin, sure, sure. for instance. Do you remember how psychedelic those images looked? Yeah. It was just like you're on acid or something looking at those children's books. And I, and I remember this Pluto book, I, I, I still have it, and he got tangled up with an octopus mm-hmm. and um, it was all around his neck and he was like with bulging eyes. And... That was like a bad trip to me. Oh, I, so lo- I, I did look back. It's so funny you should say that because I found one of my children's books. 
from my from mm. my youth and it's and I looked at the art and I was like man this artist and it's by some you know Japanese avant-garde artist or something it's really right. it's really <laughs> great it, but it's uh I think it helped uh maybe help you know mold my my worldview a little bit that's nice oh it's so potent and I, I wonder what it's like because when I was just looking up little match girl just then mm -hmm. it says it was published in 